Hello everyone, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together to discover ourselves through our heritage and sharing our experiences in the diaspora. I am your host, Jackie. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together as a community to discuss, share our experiences and learn from one another as Africans in the diaspora. And my name is Jackie. Thank you for watching my previous video. If you've not had the chance, I'll put a link in the description box so you can go and listen or watch. And yeah, last week we spoke about Nyameche's journey from Ghana to Belgium. And this week we're going to continue and we're going to uh, listen to his views on you know, the whole bringing children from Africa to the West thing and the impacts and all that. But before we start, so uh, please, if you do want to share your story as well on your journey from um, your hometown to Europe or America, whatever, if you, or if you have a story to share in general, please send me a DM on uh, my Instagram at afritalk underscore pod or an email to um, afritalkp at gmail.com. <laughs> okay, so Nyamicha, thank you for this second part. Um, like, um, uh, as we finished last week, I wanted to ask you another question about what do you think about the whole idea of, you know, when people say that, yeah, bringing children from Africa, you have to, you know, be more... Um, strict with them else they will spoil you know the investment will spoil you have to treat them differently you have to be very very harsh on them and give them different treatments because they are not from you know the west so if you don't do that they will spoil and all those kind of things what do you think about that well thank you very much for this question um is um how do you call it it's a very difficult question because first of all every child is different and I don't know why Africans or me, I know Ghanaians, but I don't know Nigerians if they think the same, that children that were born in uh, Ghana or Africa need to be treated different than children that were born here. I mean, mm-hmm. they came from the same womb. We all came from the same womb and we, don't, we didn't know anything. So I don't think, yeah, yeah. Being hard on a child would change how he sees the world. This is the reason why a lot of children don't even end up growing in the right environment. You know, a lot of parents bring their children from Africa here and they then want them to uh, study everything here in Europe, but they don't want them to act European. But meanwhile, the children that were born here, they study everything here and they turn out being special according to these parents. So it's, it's, it's a quite... I think you will need more time to 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 discuss this this issue because uh, till date, to be honest, I don't understand why somebody who is born in Africa, uh, who is black, um, and a child that is born here who is maybe half caste or also black, is 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 is, is special or different. I don't get it. Yeah, for me, for example, I remember when I came here first, like especially in the churches, uh, I used to be um, really compared to other children. And a lot of people used to say that this one that has come, I'm not sure very soon, she will go and become pregnant if you don't take care. Uh, children who are brought from here, oh, they are all the same. They will, she will eventually end up like the, you know, like the other children who were brought up, uh, who were brought here too. So this one, yeah, there's nothing special that's going to come out of uh, out of her. And I remember those statements really used to 
of course hurt me and all that but for me for for in, in my experience i actually sort of uses used it as a motivation kind of thing to sort of like prove them wrong i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> when, when i came here you know i had brothers you don't speak the language so you'll be compared to the children as he don't speak the language he don't understand anything actually to be frank you are not wise you are dumb because you don't speak the language that's the first thing secondly because you you go to church church people will start involving themselves they will sometimes come to you and be like huh it is seeing you go like this is how we live here and we know you have come here you're just going to be the same like you said you are fortunate enough to prove them wrong but there are children that don't have that thick skin that you have and they'll be like oh okay that's my destiny because sometimes what people speak about you can manifest if you accept it that way and a lot of ladies girls to yeah to specify is they hear these things and they be like okay i cannot do anything about it and it just happened it's sad i i find it very difficult talking about this whole issue because you have the other side also children that were born here that don't know their their background uh, both of both of these children it's it's difficult but my experience was no other from yours i there was a certain lady in my church that told me and i hope she listens that ah this this child is not going to get anywhere i mean like they try to instead of motivating you to even telling you you can make it like i used to say i i instead of them motivating you they would just demotivate you mm. it's like they would just make it more worse and make it sound like we know your destiny meanwhile they don't know anything um i have to admit when i came here i did not like the church i did not like the church at all the the main reason why i did not like church is because of the way they speak to you they did not speak as if i never felt in a church as a church as a as a home or i felt really demeaning and 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 devalued let me put it that way because whatever you did was not good enough you will read three bible not good enough you will everything everything they had critics about everything so me going to church was very difficult for me meanwhile in ghana you know ghanian churches every child is, is is yeah is made yeah they do their best to even when they are making a play or anything mm. every child is involved but here you no know, it's like you come from africa what do you know ah they won't, they won't even involve you into any activities unless it's about it's about tree then oh. they involve you but when it comes to who did this uh when they are giving awards to who 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 is the best pianist i was never there who 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 was the who would speak i mean who who i mean all this i don't i cannot sum them all up, but all these parts it it hurts it hurts me to the fact that at times i felt like what they are saying is true you know you be at home you might think okay yeah that's my destiny let me just take it like that mm. 
So, this thing really creates a lot of traumas around, you know, and then that's why sometimes so I think that some people or some young people who were brought here, you know, some of them end up, you know, taking the wrong, you know, route, you know, to become these things that these people say they will become because, yeah, you're being hurt. You don't have anyone to talk to. Everybody's looking down upon you. You don't speak the language. Uh, you're being bullied left and right. You don't know who to go to and yeah every time it feels like you've been rejected like all over again so at a certain point you just look for who can understand you somewhere on the street and then you just you go your way but when you were growing when you came in you were growing up with your with your siblings did you feel the were there ever like a moment that you felt that there were favoritism i mean like in general were you being treated differently by your parents or family uh, uh were you treated differently than your siblings who were already here well, I am the eldest in my family, so in every family, there is, is yeah, the Dutch people will say jammer genoeg. <laughs> there is, unfortunately, always that favoritism. I don't know where it comes from, but there is always one favorite child. You will never know it, but there is always one favorite child. And in my case, I never felt favorite. Why? First of all, I come from Africa. That's number one. Number two, I didn't know anything about here. I, I just came in, I want to learn the language and, and go to school. Number three, don't have any friends. I don't have anyone to talk to. The only person that I knew that I could talk to was my grandmother. I mean, and she, I'm, I'm taken away from her. So basically, my whole life, I've been taken away, I've taken away, taken away. In, like missing people, missing people. Because the first day I, I came to this earth, my dad was not there. I was missing my dad. My mom was there. And then suddenly my mom was gone. And then and then suddenly I, I was left with my grandmother. Okay. And then from my grandmother, they took me away from my grandmother. So you see, it's, it's a whole luggage that you carry along. How would a child that is feeling this way feel as if he is favored? Wow, that's <laughs> just, deep. Just think about it. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's impossible because in your mind, you think you belong to your parents. You think I need to be with them. Finally, you are there, but you feel sad because you are, you are left behind with somebody who has, I mean, comparing my age, right now I'm 36, yeah? 12 years I left, I live with my mom, my, my grandmother. Then I came here live with my parents for uh i think let me see 10 years let's say 10 years yeah and now i'm living alone i i've been i've been alone for almost um 14 years you see you you get all these years just count them and and figure out how would a child feel growing up it's mm. a mess it's a mess and sometimes we might think is the fault of these young kids going to the, the wrong direction. It's partly their fault. Let's say if it's 100%, 40% is their fault. But see, that 60% is the fault of the environment they find themselves in. I was fortunate to have a, a parents that I could talk to. Mm? They might not have taken the right step right, right away, but they did something. But some parents, they're not even at home. One mm. is working at night, one is working in the day. So when the child goes out and is smoking, 
and he's drinking and he's, he's, he's doing all these things. You don't see it. Some African parents always, they, they try to say, I know my child. They don't know them. Hmm. You don't know your child. And that's where favoritism comes in. With my, my brothers, um, at a long while, I was trying to hide myself behind them. So I was trying to mimic the way they are to feel favorable like to, to feel that favor, mm. to, to speak in a certain way, to do the way they do. To, I, I got to a stage whereby I was actually speaking Dutch fluently just to do, like just to have that status of, I didn't hear. Accepted, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think any child could, should go through that because whether I speak Chinese, uh, Dutch, Russian, that doesn't, that doesn't give you the right to, to treat me different. Whether you, I was born in Ghana or born in the air or born in the sea or born in Russia or born in Jamaica, I'm not supposed to, be, to feel as if I'm different. So this is where racism starts from, from our own people. But nobody's going to tell you, so you don't know. If you, if you know in Ghana, a guy will be walking there you will telling him, uh, it's an insult. You know, it's not been looking up and saying, hey, Kwame, you look, even though, I mean, we don't hear that. We don't hear. And so, as a black child, as a black, I can only talk for the men. As a black man, um, you are on this earth alone. No matter where you turn to, you're on this world alone. I, I don't know about the women, though, but for the men, I can speak for most men, most black men that grew up or, or that their parents came for them. You are alone and you have nobody to talk to. And that is not being favored. You know, I also can't speak for everybody. But for me, for example, after doing all these things, trying to be a good person, a good child, overdoing it and everything, still, it was never enough. There's always somebody who always says something that, ah, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And you keep, it's like you're, it's like you're, I don't even know how to say this properly in English. Like you, are, you keep running around like a clock or running the race that is never ending. Like it keeps going and going and going. And it's really, really, really draining. And then you feel like I, I should have just stayed where I was before, before, you know, I was brought to this country and all that. And then people will be like, oh, you're ungrateful. Yeah, people are somewhere in Africa. They don't even have a house to sleep in. You, mm-hmm. you, you get, you even come to all the way to, you know, to, to abroad. You, oh, man. Sometimes, like, you wish, you, like, you, you ask yourself, was it better for me to stay back, you know, in Ghana? Or is, was it okay for me to come here? Like, all, like, almost every day, you keep asking the same question, you know? You, you keep asking yourself the same question. That ungratefulness. I don't know. Have you had the, have you had the experience where people, you know, used to tell you that you're ungrateful, you know, you should be happy to be brought here. You should go on your knees every day, you know, thanking people that they brought you here and stuff like that. Of course. Of course. I thought I was no. the only one. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the highest grade of of being an African is is of the highest grades of man, uh, manipulative mindset of being an African is the elderly people telling you you are ungrateful for what they have done for you. You know, you and I are in this world 
you have a child. Mm. I have a child. Mm. We are always going to sacrifice for our children, but that is not uh, something we should use against them and say they are ungrateful for what we set aside for them. That is evil. Sorry to sorry for my word, but that's that's mm-hmm. evil. You had a child. You had me out of your pressure. I did not ask you to bring me into this world. First of all, so there is no ungratefulness in anything that you do for me. I can only say thank you for sacrificing for me. But you cannot come and call me ungrateful because you gave birth to me. You understand what I'm trying to say? Somebody mm. who is ungrateful is someone that you have helped alongside the way. Let's say uh, the person was building a car and you said, put wheels under it and then uh, give it windows. Um, uh, uh, manufacture it this way. Use diesel motor. Don't use, use a, and that person come out and say, I did it on my own. That person is ungrateful. But me as a, your child, the product of yourself, the image of yourself, you taking care of me, you bringing me here, you making sure that I'm well-educated. I'm a product of a success of your life. So how can you come and call me ungrateful? Hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me when somebody say, you are disrespectful, you are ungrateful for what I've done for you or for what I've done, um, or what, what I've given you. You gave me life. And that life can be given back to you if you continue loving that child unconditionally but unfortunately we don't get there we don't get to that aspect where um, we as africans that are brought from Ghana to here the law of nukrano which love i don't want to go there i don't want to go there which love well this thing that maybe you do something very small or maybe your sibling that was already was already living or who was born you will do something you know and nobody will say anything and then you just do something small you go to skanka malcolm just one hour late the entire africa will hear about it ah yeah because that child that we went for in africa has now turned to rebel um children grow and when they turn into their teenage uh, age they are difficult it's a normal thing but that doesn't mean you should treat them anyhow because that's the moment that you can father them you know that that's the moment you can show them the world and let them understand this world is dangerous this world is not the way you see it as a teenage when i was growing up trust me i i will travel without telling my parents i i just wanted to see the world i will work hard i i think i made more money when I was a teenager than now. I, I, I was everywhere. I, I would just go everywhere. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to see everything. I wanted to go every corner of the world because, yeah, I was, I wasn't accepted where I was. But didn't you get in trouble? Of course you'll get in trouble. You'll get in trouble because you want to see everything. You want to get everywhere. You want to make money. You want to live, like you want to live your life. You don't want to depend on anybody. At the moment, that's how, at that, at that moment, at the age of, I think, 17, 18, 19, I just wanted to have my own money. I wanted to not to bother my parents because already we have a lot of kids in the house. So you try to provide for yourself. And then, yeah, of course, these, these things, people don't know, people don't ask. But as a teenage, you really experience a lot of things. Um, sexual uh, ideas that you get, you can't talk to anybody. Uh, things that you learn from school that be like, well, this thing that I'm learning, 
it can bring, bring me in trouble. You start seeing women differently. You start seeing men differently. I mean, who are you going to talk to? Nobody. African people. You, why are you going to tell your mom, mom, I'm having this feeling for this girl. Mm. We're born. So. <laughs> but we don't have that in our, in our, in our culture. Or that I have a boyfriend. Uh, madam, that one six feet under. Huh. How dare you? <laughs> a whole lot of nonsense, a whole like. lot of things. Yeah. So you in Africa, you 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 learn to to be uh, to say everything. They they tell you uh, if something happens, you you have to say it because if you don't say, it, we will beat you. Mm? Nobody wants to be beaten. But then you come here. And you are living in a whole different neighborhood. Me, I was fortunate to, to be brought in the village, brought up in the village. I didn't know any Ghanaian community or, or, or Morocco community or whatsoever. I only knew, okay, there are Ghanaians here, but they are far away in the city. I didn't live in the city. And so, so whenever I go to the city, I was happy because I see African, I see black people. But um, there are certain things that they will tell you, uh, don't say this. When police ask you questions, say this. Don't. So immediately, you have to program your mind in what to say and what not to say because then you are putting yourself in trouble plus your family members in trouble. They, that is where children get loose. You know, that's where they start lying because you have installed in them a chip. You have installed in them an application to lie. So when they are lying to you, that application you have installed will be updated to uh, um, update 3.4, where you mm. started from 3.1. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm. So, yeah, most of our parents are the reason, the main reason why the children turn out like that. We will learn the language life for them, translate their, their breathing, their, oh. their everything, everything. We will, we will, we will do what, what we have to do to help them. But that's what I'm saying. And then they will come and say you're ungrateful. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. After that all this sense. thing, no after child. losing your own sort mm. of like your own identity, after yeah. not knowing who you are anymore, after losing everything you have, still. Yeah. So that I'm like, no what, what? What more do they want from us? <laughs> we are we are not talking about the basic things. No child mm. deserves to be called ungrateful by the appearance. Sorry, I'm gonna rephrase myself. No child in this world has to be called ungrateful by their parents because what because they were in Africa and you brought them here uh, because of, of 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 maybe you bringing them here with the agenda I don't want to talk about it I no. don't know what agenda <laughs> investment <laughs> yeah these kind of things needs to be talked about but you know when you start talking about it the African community yeah people will bash you left and right before you know your story is out there and, and yeah i'm sure this i'm sure this interview that we're doing the, <laughs> trust me there's so many people who are already hating us for this but at the end of the day yeah i mean you only live once you have to talk about stuff you know you can't keep it in and all oh, that anyways thank you so much Nyamiche. do you have what is what are your uh, social media uh, handles that we can find you when we want to patronize you and stuff like that well, on Instagram, you can find me under Yamicha International, Yamicha Pictures, but mostly on Facebook also. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. What else? Now they have, uh, how do you call it? Insta, uh, 
international okay i'll put the link to his uh, social media handles down in the description box so please do uh, follow him and patronize him when you're having your birthdays your photo shoots your weddings he did my wedding and i really love it and um no for no for no exactly what i wanted to say no for no only happy things and no sad things please we don't yeah. want for only happy days <laughs> so thank you so much for joining and thank you for, uh, for sharing your 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 journey with us and and uh, yeah yes. if anyone out there also want to join in please do send me an email or uh or or send me a dm on my instagram at afritalk underscore pod and yeah so that's all i have for you thank you bye bye